Good morning, saints. Hallelujah. Good morning, saints. Praise God. We thank and praise God for bringing us together another Sunday. Amen. Amen. We just want to go before the throne this morning. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy unto us. We thank you for bringing us together, Lord, uh, and keeping us this week. We thank you, Lord, for this service, and we want to invite you in this morning, Lord. We ask you to come in and take a residence here in our hearts first, God, our minds and our spirits, Lord. Lord, we ask you to touch everything uh, this morning involved in getting this service out to the people of God, Lord. We pray for um, the media, Lord, um, the music ministry, the praise and worship, most of all, the word of God and the shepherd that will bring the word, Lord. We ask that all uh, be done, oh God, uh, according to your will, Lord. We thank you for your presence in this house, in this place, Lord. We brought you, Lord Jesus, because you dwell in us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We invite you, God, just to have your way this morning across the airways, Lord. Have your way. Touch your people in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you and we praise you and we worship you this morning, Lord, because you are worthy to be praised. Our focus is on you. Our focus is on you this morning, and we invite you again to come in and have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can have your um, the word, uh, the, your Bibles, mobile, however. We're going to uh, be reading in Psalms 28, and then... Uh, our praise and worship team will come and lead us in worship. Uh, Psalms chapter 28. Oh Lord, you are my rock of safety. Please help me. Don't refuse to answer me. For, you, for if you are silent, I might as well give up and die. Listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out to you for help, as I lift up my hands towards your holy sanctuary. Don't drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, those who speak friendly words to their neighbors while planning evil in their hearts. Give them the punishment they so richly deserve. Measure it out in proportion to their wickedness. Pay them back for their evil de deeds. Give them a taste of what they have done to others. They care nothing for what the Lord has done or for what his hands have made. So he will tear them down like old buildings and they will never be rebuilt. Praise the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength. 
my shield from danger, from every danger. I trust in him with all my heart. He helps me. My heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord protects his people and gives victory to his anointed king. Save your people. Bless Israel, your special possession. Lead them like a shepherd and carry them forever in your arms. We praise God for the reading of his word. Amen. Jesus how how many hours of labor she was in 
you know. I, I, I wonder if there was any women there to help her, you know. I, I'm, I'm hoping, and it doesn't matter now, but I kind of hope that there was somebody there to help her with this child. I mean, because Joseph is a good man. He's a good man, but I don't know if he's good enough to deliver his son. <laughs> Or deliver his, you know, deliver this son. But you know, but but you know, it's, it's just interesting how you know when we talk about she, she she had a baby, she gave birth, you know, and and that's what we say. But you folks around here understand that when someone has a child, you know, the men were like, yeah, she had a baby, that's a good thing, right? The women were like, how big was he? How long? How much he weigh? What time? How many hours? You get all these statistics <laughs> that that we don't have in Jesus' birth. We don't have all these statistics. We just know that he came here fully human and fully divine. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And matter of fact, Jesus is the only person that actually volunteered to be here. The rest of us, we just appeared. We just appeared by by the miracle of creation. And by science, we just showed up, all right? And none of us asked to come. That's right, you did not. I don't care what those fairy tales, they have little, little children in heaven. Say, I'm ready, I'm ready. No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> none of us asked to be here, except for Jesus. The Lord said, you know, that, that, you know, that sacrifices and offerings and sacrifices are not enough for you. You're not satisfied with that. But a body has been prepared for me right. in um, Hebrews chapter 10. Mm -hmm. Right? A body has been prepared. So in other words, he's the only one that knew he was going to be here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. Okay? So we have here, we, we have the baby being born laid in the manger. Manger, we said before, it's like a feeding trough where um, where the animals, you know, feed, you put the you put the food in there, the straw or whatever, and they and they eat out of there. So that had to be cleaned up some kind of way. And I don't know how much sanitation they could have used, but they had to be cleaned up for Mary to lay her baby in there like a crib. Okay? And so we have here, and she's wrapped in, and he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes are basically just strips of strips of cloth that they would wrap babies in. You know, they would wrap the baby up so um, he wouldn't be able to move around. It, it's okay, it doesn't affect the child's development. Some Native American cultures, they keep the baby wrapped up for a long time. And it doesn't affect their development. They still grow, they're still able to function, still able to do everything else, okay? And now, verse eight says, now they were in the same country Shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were greatly afraid. Yes, you would be afraid yes. too. Then the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We thank God. And so the angels show up, the shepherds in the field. By the way, the shepherds in the field are keeping the watch over the flock by night. 
And um, they're, 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 it's a, a watch is like guard duty. Mm. You know, they take taking turns staying up watching over the sheep. Because as you know, sheep are very defenseless. They don't have any defenses. They can't fight back. They can't run away. They have no claws. You know, they can't, they're, they're just pitiful, pitiful, you know. And I, you know, one, one, um, one movie, <laughs> the bad guy said, if they weren't supposed to be sheared, he would not have made them sheep. Talking wow. about these people in this town, you know, because that's how sheep were. Sheep are the business. And, but, and so the shepherds watch them, and being a shepherd is not a, a, a glorious position, you know. And, and in most cases, the shepherds are not the owners of the sheep. It's a lowly job. Okay? And they're living with the sheep. And this is during the springtime. By the way, um, Jesus wasn't born in December. It was more like sometime in the spring, you know, because that's when the shepherds are outside with the sheep all the time. Okay? But that's okay. We still, re we still celebrate his birth, right? Yeah. yeah, we do. Okay, so so they're there. They're there, and the angel of the Lord shows up. And you know, the angel of the Lord has been real busy during this time period. And, and they're frightened. And they're told, don't, don't be afraid, because you know, a Savior's born. I got some good news for you guys. This is good news. And a Savior's born in the city of David. And you know, he's Christ the Lord. And then, and then it says that the, the heavenly hosts, a multitude of angels, break out in song and praise for the shepherds. The shepherds get a heavenly concert, y'all. Yeah. These shepherds, who are probably ignored in most circles, who have no social status at all, they get a concert in the heavens, angels on high singing, singing and praising God before yeah. them. What was that like? I can't imagine what that was like, going from the great fear and dread, because you think you're going to die when you see an angel, yeah. right? Go from the fear and dread to this, to this concert and this exaltation, and you're the audience. You know, see, because Christ did not come to the palace. He didn't come to Hollywood. He didn't come to Broadway. He didn't come to any of these places. He didn't come to the capital of the city. He came to Bethlehem. He was, he was, in a, he was laid in a manger, born in a cave or a barn at best, right? And the folks who got the announcements were the shepherds. <laughs> we're the lowly. The shepherds got the announcement. Amen? And so they go, and of course, of course they go and see about this, and we got to go and see about this. And they go there, I imagine the sheep came with them because you just can't leave sheep by themselves. You know? And they just go and see that. You know that nativity scene? The nativity scene where you have um, um, Joseph and Mary and the baby, and you have um, some animals around, you have some shepherds, and you have the, the, the three. Where are the wise men? They're not there. They don't show up until a couple of years later. Right? Because while this is happening, somewhere in the east there's a star, and they get the word. They, they, they must have read prophecy in Daniel, and they, they got the word that Christ is born, and they start making their trek over. It takes them a couple of years to get there. But anyhow, why are we saying all this? We're saying all this because Jesus is fully human. Yes. Fully divine. He wasn't, he wasn't a demigod. He wasn't part human mm -hmm. and part divine. Mm -hmm. He's fully human and fully divine. And he's here and he came in such a way, he came in a humble way. 
he came he came in quietly. You hear what I'm saying? He came quietly. There wasn't a there was a big announcement, but it wasn't announced to the world and to the people and the elders and the and the priests. They didn't know about it. It wasn't announced to them. He came quietly. It was announced to the shepherds. Okay, and and when he came and the angels and the shepherds and Mary and everybody and all this is done because Christ is coming into the world. Because Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and He comes into the world. Why does He come like this? Because He needs to come this way so He can live this thing out and pay for our sins. Now listen. We said this before. There's a sin is a problem. When you you sin because you miss the mark. Right? It's a condition that we were all born with. We were born with the sin condition. See, you didn't just get your good looks and your talents from your biological parents. You also got the sin from them too. It just gets passed down all the way from Father Adam down to you and yours. Okay? And it's a problem. And the wages of sin is death. The only remedy of sin is not really a remedy. The 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 not remedy, but what it is, the benefit or the wage or what sin produces is death. Right? The soul that sin shall die. Come on. We're all mortal beings today because Father Adam sinned. And when he sinned, he became mortal. He was, he was created, he and Eve were created to live forever. That was the plan. But we understand that God knew everything. He knows everything. He has this other plan set up, ready to go. So, nobody can fix this. Nobody can fix the sin problem. You can't fix it for yourself. And nobody can fix it for you. So, not, not, not Moses, not Abraham, David, um, Deborah, none of the judges, none of the kings, none of the prophets, none of the priests, none of them can fix the sin problem, y'all. And so God had to fix it Himself. Yes. And I don't want you to have to understand. I want you to understand that He didn't just come up with the idea on the run. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we do, like we do sometimes. You know, we have a situation. So, well, let me think how I'm going to handle this. Yeah. No, the, from the foundation of the world, the Father knew what was going to happen, and He knew what He was going to do, and had it all planned out. Your salvation, your salvation. He knew you would say yes to the Lord, and He knew who would say no. So from the foundation of the world, he had it all figured out already what was going to happen and what he was going to do. And he alone, only God could fix the sin problem. Yes. He could, he's the only one. And he did it as a man. All right. See, men don't become gods, but God became a man. He became a human. He became right. He became like us. He found and fashioned as a man, the Bible says, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And he became obedient unto death, not just any old death, but even the death of the cross, yes. like it says in Philippians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And so, here's the situation. And for him to do all this, he couldn't just beam down and, and start all this. He had to start from the beginning. He had to start where you start. He started in the womb. Mm-hmm. 
he had to start where you and I started. Because he's he because his humanity cannot be questioned. Alright? So we can't question him, we can't question his deity either. There are religions and there are faiths and there are groups that question both of them. Some say he wasn't human. He wasn't really human. And some say he wasn't divine. But I tell you today, according to the scriptures, he's both. Yes. Fully human, fully God. Alright? So here we go. And so here's, here's what happened. He had to be born this way. He had to be born this way. The Holy Spirit had to place that seed into that woman. When, when God told the serpent that her seed is going to bruise your head, right? He was talking about the woman's seed. He was talking about the only woman that had seed was Mary. Because the Lord granted her and gave it to him himself. The only one. And so he had to come this way. He had to be born this way. He had to show up, not just a born, he had to go into the womb, he had to go through everything that any other child has to go through. Now, I've talked about this before, and I mentioned how my wife gave birth four times, and I'm there, and I'm amazed and terrified at the same time. Because it's just, it's just so, oh, what's the word? It's, 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 it's frightening. You know, the stuff that could go wrong now. Okay. And, and we have the medicine, we have the technology, we have the education, the doctors and nurses and technicians have all this. And imagine back in the day what they had. A whole lot less than what you and I have today. You know, Mary didn't have no ultrasound or any of that stuff. <laughs> they no, no. She had the word of God. And she had faith and she and Joseph did the things that the Lord told them to do told them to do, right? Amen. So anyhow, so so they come, they come this way, and he's born, and there's no room to be in. Imagine the pregnant woman about to give birth, and nobody's making room for her. Nobody say, you can take my spot. Yes. You know? There's nobody giving up their space, nobody's giving up their spot for this pregnant woman who's about to give birth. What kind what look at that. What kind of group of people was there in Bethlehem at the time? That somebody would say, Oh my goodness, look at her. We gotta help her out. Listen, what can we do? And they had to go to the barn. Jesus. To the barn. To the cave. To wherever that place is where the animals are. And think of the, the stench in that room, in that place where she had to give birth to the Christ. You know, and, and, and think of think of the, the animals around, and I guess the animals are probably you know if this was a cartoon, the animals would be amazed and singing too, you know, <laughs> right? You know, and all that stuff. And Joseph and his wife are there, and and they have to, to dig out, they have to clean out the, the feeding trough, and put hay, I guess hay or something soft in there, uh, you know, to to so they could lay this baby in. And she has to recover. Come on, y'all. You mamas know. She has to recover. <laughs> you know, even the young athletic women of the day have to recover. Have to recover, you know. And she has to recover. And they go through all this, they go through all this so Jesus could come into the world to do the things that has to be done. 
You know, the scripture says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon the yes. shoulders. You know, they should call his name Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince Peter, all this wonderful stuff. But guess what? None of that wonderful stuff has happened. The son is born, a child is given, and that's it. Everything else is not going to happen until he comes back. See, the prophets prophesied his coming, and they prophesied his second coming, at the same time. Isaiah especially. When we went to Isaiah 53 and talked about him his coming, talked about his coming, also talked about his second coming. Um, when the, you know, even the songwriters, you know, even the songwriters sang about his second coming. He rules the world with peace and grace and makes the nations prove that has not happened. But it will happen. It will happen at the second coming. Amen. Right? You know, so, so joy to the world, the Lord has come. Yes, indeed. He has come. He has come. But the other part of the songs and the other part of the messages have not happened yet because the same Jesus that was born in a manger, the same Jesus that grew up and, and lived his life and went through everything that you and I go through and the children go through, a real human being, right? All that stuff. The same Jesus that taught and ministered and did miracles and cast out devils and walked on water and did all these fantastic things. That same Jesus was rejected of men, despised by people, hated by the leadership, falsely accused, condemned, and put to death, and he volunteered to do all that. Jesus. He said, nobody takes my life. I lay down. Yes. You know, that's some strong talk, y'all. He said, um, I have power to lay down, I have power to take it back up. He stood in front of the temple and said, destroy this temple, and I'll raise it in three days. He wasn't talking about the building behind him, he was talking about the temple of God his own body, right? This same Jesus, he did all that stuff, right? And the beauty of this is that we celebrate the birth. We celebrate the life. We celebrate the death. We celebrate the resurrection. And we celebrate the life that he lives in the second coming, what he's coming to do next, right? And that's why, that's why we make ourselves ready. That's why we look forward to it. That's why we have a hope that goes beyond the grave, because of what Christ has done. Yes. And he did all this to take away our sins. John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God. Yes. Or he could have said the Lamb from God. That takes away the sins of the world. And the sins of the world will be taken away one day. But your sins and my sins can be taken away right now. Right now. You can take it away right now just for the asking just for the request, just by faith, for by grace through faith, through grace and faith we're saved. Uh, the grace of God and the faith that he gave you to believe, you can be saved today just for the asking. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. We ought to be celebrating. Amen. We ought to be praising and worshiping yes. and singing songs and, yes. and doing right by each other and giving each other gifts and stuff like that. Yeah, we ought to do it. 
not because of the big guy at the North Pole or Frosty or Rudolph or any of those folks, but because of what Jesus has done. Yes. Because of what Jesus has done for us and anyone who trusts in him, it's worth the celebration. When Mary, Mary's Christmas, <laughs> Mary's Christmas was different from yours and mine. Amen. She brought this man into the world. She carried the Christ. No wonder she's special. No wonder Catholics go overboard with her. Because she carried the Christ into the world. Right? You know, and she had to do all those things that any mother has to do when they're with child. You know, the, the gestation, um, the care, the feeding, the protection, the teaching, the nurturing, all that stuff. And she had to bring this Christ into the world. And you know, when Jesus was a baby, he was a real baby. Amen. He was helpless as anybody else's baby. He wasn't, he wasn't, okay, crazy. He wasn't a baby, you know, in her lap and um, have, and, have, and taking care of all the things in the world at the same time. He was a baby baby, you know. You know, when they, the songwriters say stuff, you know, when you're holding him, he's holding you and stuff like that. No, he was a helpless baby and he, she, and Joseph had to take care of that baby just like you take care of yours. Yes. And just like we were taken care of when we were little ones. All right? And then at the age of 12, I don't know how soon he knew or how it came about, but we know at that age of 12, he was in the temple with the wise men, with the elders, talking to them, while Mary and Joseph was wondering where he was, you know, because he kind of got away from them because they was in this, they was on their way back from Jerusalem, and he was still there. You know, and he says, like, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? So from a child, he knew who he was. He knew who he was from a child. And he was about his father's business, even at that time. But of course, he had to submit himself to his parents. To his, to his mother, his earthly father, he submitted himself. Right? Just like you and I had to do. Just like your children have to do. They submit themselves to you. Okay, and they, they know better, they do it. Uh-huh. And so he had to wait, he had to wait, y'all, with all this information of who he is and what he's here to do, he had to wait until he was age of 30 to start a ministry. You know how you, you're anticipating what you're gonna do? Yes. Some of us can't even wait till Christmas. Some of us can't wait, I can't wait till I graduate from school, you know? Um, I can't wait till I can start driving. I can't wait till this happens in my life. I can't wait till that happens. Jesus had the same kind of anticipation, waiting till he's 30 years old to start his earthly ministry. To start the ministry. Wonder what it was like growing up with Jesus in the neighborhood. You know, I wonder, did they play soccer back then? You know, playing soccer with Jesus. <laughs> I wonder how cool that was. You know, I wonder if he, he and his cousin John hung out. You know, I, I wonder about, you know, the Bible is, is, is um, doesn't tell us these things. That's a good thing, too. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us this stuff. It doesn't tell us what kind of kid he was. 
He thought, I wonder if he has scratches and bruises. He probably did. He probably tripped and fell like every other kid. You know? <laughs> probably got his feelings hurt. You know? And probably well behaved, had to be. I wonder if he had to be disciplined. Wow. You know, I just wonder about stuff like that. But it doesn't matter now. I know he had to be disciplined at least one time when he was with the elders and his mother was and stepfather was looking for him and they they couldn't find him. She, you know, and he had to submit himself. I know he I know he had to get it that day. I mean, I mean discipline. He didn't get a spanking or anything. <laughs> I really doubt that because he was without sin. Okay, none of us, none of our, none of us were without sin. Amen. You know, and none of our kids, and none of us as kids were without sin. But he was. What was that like? What was it like for the siblings, the younger brothers and sister of Jesus? What was that like? Growing up, you ought to be like Jesus. I wonder what that was like. Because he was a real boy, a real man, a real human being, just like you and I. <laughs> but anyhow, but what he did, he could only, he's the only one that could do it. Amen. He's the only one who could take away sins. Yeah. He's the only one who could make the sacrifice. He's the only one who could stand in your place and my place and say, I'll pay for their crimes. Even though I have no crimes of my own, I'll pay for theirs, and they'll be free. I'll redeem them. As a matter of fact, I'll pay for them and let them free. I'll, I'll be the one that reconciles God and people. I'll do that. As a matter of fact, I'll be the intercessor. I'll be the mediator. <laughs> Almost didn't get that word out. I'll be the mediator between God and and people. He's the only one that could do that. Of all the great people of personalities and men and women in history and in the world and the Bible and other places, there's none greater than Jesus. Because he's the only one who can take our sins away. Yes. And your sins can be taken away just for the asking. If you have sinned, if you're not sure if you have sin, if you're not sure if you have right standing with God, you can have right standing with God just for the asking. Because the same Jesus, the same baby Jesus grew up, grew up to be a, a kid and an adolescent and a grown man and, and lived a life and gave that life. Gave that life. So you and I could be saved. He says, I come to seek and to save those which are lost. He says, the, the, the whole, the people who are healthy, who think they're healthy, don't need a physician. But I'm coming here for the sick. And we're all sick in our sin. Until Jesus brings a remedy for us. Listen to me. You don't have to live in fear and dread and wonder and not be sure who you are and where you stand before the living God. You can know for yourself right at this moment, you can know for yourself that you have right standing with God. And you'll have it just for that asking because Jesus has provided everything for us. Amen. He made a way for you and me. 
He made that way. And all you have to do is accept it. Just come, Lord God, save me from my sins. Jesus, come into my life. I need to be saved today. Right? It's not the words. It's not the sinner's prayer. It's the faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. You know? And if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that he died for your sins, and that he was risen again on the third day, you can be saved today just for the asking. Who wants to be saved today? Who needs the salvation? Do you need it? If you don't have it, you need it. Come as you are. You know, we say come as you are, but you show up in your kind of way where you look funny at you, don't you? But when you come to before the living God, come as you are before God, he receives you just like that. I told you before one time, I thought I had to be at a certain place at a certain time to give my life to the Lord. <clears throat> but the Bible says, and Jesus told the woman at the well, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. In other words, we worship spiritually. That means it's not limited to time and space. Okay? Wherever you are, whatever time it is, whatever condition you're in, the Lord receives you. Whatever condition you're in, the Lord will receive you. So, wherever you are today, you can just say, yes, Lord, to come to my life, say, and it's just that Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for all that you've done to provide salvation for us. We are so grateful today to celebrate you because of what Christ has done for us in his life at Calvary and, and beyond. And we look forward to his coming back. Lord, we thank you for this great salvation that you've given us. And we pray that men and women and children will hear the word and say, yes, Lord, and come to you. We thank you for all that you're doing. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We thank God today. Pastor Faith is going to, Pastor Linda is going to come at this time. Jesus coming uh, into the world and really what it meant for him to take on humanity. Um, and he loved me just that much. You know, that um, is something to think about. 
Um, and I, I was thinking, I was, um, this earlier this week, I was, um, I think I was driving home. And I thought about what it took for the Lord to leave um, heaven and his deity to take on flesh. You know, I'm in New York, so it's the mecca of whatever you want to fill in. And I was just observing some things around me. And um, I said, wow. Who, we wouldn't even want to, um, what came to my mind is when I go away for vacation or wherever, I don't like to go or stay somewhere that is not equal to what I am accustomed to every day or better, right? Um, and I, you know, I've had to make a couple of trips and stay in what would be like an inn or a motel. And my attitude is like, uh, you know, hitting cheats and, you know, going to the store and buying cleaner. You know, my, um, somebody smile because I'm going to clean the bathroom because it's not where I'm accustomed to. And I'm not living there, just there for a day or two or whatever. Heaven. Heaven. And I compared my, my attitude and disposition when I'm put in an environment that's not equal to, you know. And I'm like, Lord, you're amazing. You're awesome. Because I can't even imagine heaven and you exchange that to come here to redeem my sinful, selfish soul so that I could have a relationship with you and live forever. I mean, oh, and then I was just like, I, all, you, all I could do was love him back up here and in here. Um, and that's what I was thinking of when Pastor was talking. You know, he, he did, he had to grow up. You know, kids today can't wait, some of them can't wait to grow up. And I can imagine now during COVID, they're like, ugh, ugh. life is ugh, life is ugh, you know? And Jesus had to experience that and go through a process and wait on his ministry, hit, hit, hit. You know, we get a, a, a hint of a call and we ready running and making shit right. But I know God told me that and I gotta do it right now. And he knew what he was supposed to do. But the word of God says he grew strong and waxed strong in wisdom before he did anything else. He grew. And some of us need to grow, but we just go and, and um, Wow, it was just so much in that word. And Pastor, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for that. And um, 
We praise God for being here today. And we want to just encourage you during, this is uh, the Sunday before we're celebrating uh, Christmas. And we just want to encourage everyone to, uh, again, reach out to someone and touch them this week. Uh, just give them some love. The gift of love and concern is so much more precious now um, than ever before. Uh, we do want to uh, remember our elders, those that are sick, those that are shut in. Uh, we um, are asking God to touch them in the name of Jesus. Right now, we're asking God to touch the nursing homes, to touch the hospitals. We've got uh, saints in the hospital, not just in living water, but other churches, people that are uh, separated from loved ones and asking the Lord to touch them and touch their hearts and spirits. And when we say touch, we don't mean attack. We want God to get in and intervene and change circumstances and heal bodies and miracles, dry up tumors, regulate the blood, uh, let the oxygen flow like it's supposed to God and get into the lungs, get into the kidneys in the name of Jesus. We're asking God to move this morning and make us mindful as we go about, help us to be the salt of the earth that we're fervently praying and we're interceding. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We believe and we're asking you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to touch this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. We've had funerals and wakes and all of that, God, but we want some to walk out. Oh God of the hospitals and get up off of sickness in the name of Jesus and deliver not just from sickness but from drug addiction in the name of Jesus. God, let your word that has been spoken to them bring them life in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's praise God. Hallelujah. I want to hear a hallelujah other than mine in the house this morning. Come on and let's praise God. Hallelujah. This is not a recording. This is church. Hallelujah. We came to worship the Lord and lift him up and praise him. He's in good. Wave your hand.
where you want your monies to go, uh, designated in your giving. Um, I do not have committed to memory that beautiful message you hear or have heard every Sunday from our sister Asia, but I'm going to remind you to please uh, give according to any of those apps. Uh, you can go back, look at a tape from, uh, look at a, a message from one of the old uh, messages uh, to remember our H2O Live uh, giving site in the name of Jesus. Amen. But remember your giving this morning. Uh, we need offering and money. Uh, some We don't start out with it, but I just want to remind you, please give. We're giving toward the end of the year, um, and we know that uh, it's, it's winter, right? And uh, things get... Um, the heat, we're still in the church every week. Um, we're not here on Wednesday, but we're still in the house. So we just want to remember um, that and be mindful of that in our giving. Amen. Thank you. Um, our Christmas program will be this Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. And it will be on the uh, Living Water Zoom where Bible study has been. Please, we're asking everyone to join in uh, for our Christmas program on this Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offering, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App, at Living H2O Church or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.